Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Let's head over to Steve Roberts, political analyst, who is joining us right now on the line. Steve, it's kind of a crazy few days you've had over the weekend. Nikki Haley losing to Donald Trump in her home state and now big shakeups with the GOP. What are you making of all of this? Look, two things. There's no doubt that Donald Trump's going to be the nominee of the Republican Party, barring what sometimes is called the meteor strategy, right? If a meteor hits Donald Trump, he has a health event or the legal problems just break him, uh, that could still happen. But it's a tiny fraction of 1%. Fact is, otherwise, Donald Trump's the nominee. But the other way to look at Republican politics is uh, from the ground up. 49% of Republicans in Iowa voted for someone other than Trump. 46% in New Hampshire. And in South Carolina, 40%. And Haley herself put it this way. I'm an accountant. I know that 40% is not 50. But I also know that 40% is not some tiny group. There are huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative. That is true. And so if you look at these numbers carefully, uh, there are very significant warning signs for Donald Trump. Uh, When 40% of the folks want somebody else, but 53% of college grads wanted somebody else. 57% of those who voted in South Carolina in favor of abortion rights wanted somebody else. 60% of independents wanted somebody else. So uh, with all the ways in which Trump is marching to the nomination, there are very significant red warning flags out there. You know, as as you say, Trump seems to be marching to the nomination. If he does, what happens to those Haley supporters? Where what do they do? Do they sit out in in November, or do they you know hold their nose and and stay with the GOP? All of the above. I mean, um, I think the large majority. It's the same with with the Democrats. The large majority of the Democrats who are unhappy with Biden today will vote for him reluctantly. Most of those Haley voters in South Carolina will vote for Trump reluctantly, but. Uh, it's if a small fraction defect, if a small fraction say, I just either I'm going to vote for Biden or more likely I'm simply going to stay home or vote for a third party. Um, this could this is going to be such a close election. The last two elections are so close. And look, we've seen this before. It's not as if this is hypothetical. In 2016, a very significant slice of Democratic voters either stayed home and because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, because they were Bernie Sanders supporters, and felt he had been mistreated by the Democratic Party, 
and a significant number voted third party because they felt, well, I can't sully my hands with either of these candidates, both of whom I don't like. That's a key reason why Trump won the first time. Four years later, the third party vote dropped from 6% to under 2%. And a lot of those voters who voted, who felt they had the luxury of staying home or voting third party decided that Trump was too big a threat and they had to vote against him. So the answer to your question is some will vote Democratic, some will stay home, many will vote for Trump. But in such a close election, a small number of defectors can have a big impact. And that's a threat to Trump, but it's also a threat to Biden as well. So kind of cuts both ways. Is this It does cut both ways, yes. Is this going to be all about Donald Trump? Because you can kind of see it that way, right? The whole election will be a referendum, thumbs up, thumbs down, whether or not you like Donald Trump. Or is it about Joe Biden a little bit and his age? It's both. Look, um, Biden is desperate to make sure this is not a referendum on Joe Biden. Joe Biden is desperate to frame this election as a choice and and say to voters, look, I'm I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. I am 81 years old. Uh, I'm not what I used to be, but I'm better than the other guy. Uh, And that was the uh, argument that won for him in 2020. Um, And that's why they're going to use that argument again. And it's going to be a very negative campaign uh, on the part of the Democrats. Uh, Everybody understands that that in an ideal world, the Democrats would have someone younger and fresher and more energetic, Uh, but they don't. So the question is, how do you make the best from the Democratic point of view? How do you make the best of the situation? And Haley has given um, Biden uh, a roadmap. If you look at the numbers I just quoted to you, the potential vulnerabilities in Democrat and Republican ranks are very clear. The more educated a Republican voter is, the more likely they are to be disillusioned with Trump. The more they are a moderate or independent, the more likely they are to be disillusioned. The more they are a female, the more they are um, uh, in favor of abortion rights. The, the numbers in the South Carolina primary, if you're a smart Democratic strategist, you look at those numbers and you can see very clearly where the vulnerabilities are. And there's another, there's one number that really stands out. Voters were asked, uh, what is the most important quality in a president? And about 16%, close to one out of five, said that temperament is the most important. And of those voters, 95% voted for Nikki Haley. So you look at those numbers and you say, that's Trump's weakness. It's not really policy. You're not going to pry these Republican voters away on policy, maybe on abortion for some. But the real weakness of Trump is very clear from these numbers. And that's his character. That's his temperament. And when Haley campaigns on the issue of Trump equals chaos, that's exactly the same argument Democrats have to use against him in the fall. Hey, Steve, what is your read on the RNC shakeup with Ronna McDaniel resigning? This is just one more example of how Trump demands absolute 100 percent loyalty um, because the person he wants uh, (laughs) to replace McDaniel with is his his daughter-in-law. I mean, this is a coup uh, in the sense that uh, it's just one more example of a much larger pattern of Donald Trump saying, this party is about me, period. And I'm going to get rid of anybody who is in any way 
uh, has any doubts, any uh, the slightest glimmer of disloyalty, um, it's a 100% Donald Trump party today. Well, Steve, thank you for joining us this morning. Always appreciate it. Steve Roberts, political analyst, with us. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.